You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. Are you freaking out or a little confused by your overhead? Don't worry, everyone is. Today, I have an awesome episode where I sit down with our CEO, Dr. Barrett Straub. Yes, he is a dentist. And we go through how to uncomplicate your overhead. We're going to show you how to calculate your overhead in 60 seconds. We're actually going to give you a free tool that you can download it and do it yourself. So make sure you listen to this. I know you'll enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Cool. We're back. Back, back, back. We just had Christian Coachman last week. We are awesome. back. I have our CEO for Act Dental on Dr. Barrett Straub. I like your sweatshirt. You too. We're, Very twi- nice. we're twinsies. Look at that. Very nice. <laughs> and shout out to Andy Conkle who sets up our game day set here in our training room at Act Dental's headquarters. And today we're going to be talking about how to calculate your overhead in 60 seconds. Right. And you're going to walk us through that. Absolutely. It's so easy. Yeah, it is so easy. And by the end of this podcast, you're going to know how to do it. We're actually going to give you a couple tools straight from our practice uh, profitability roadmap, and then you can figure all that out. But uh, let's start here. Overhead is a problem. Now, I I so eloquently asked ChatGPT (laughs) to tell us why there's a challenge with overhead. Now, this doesn't include PPO. So so according to uh, the American Dental Association, the cost of dental equipment has risen approximately 25% in the last decade. That's number one. Number two, the U.S. Department, the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics reports that the annual wage for dental hygienists has increased about 15% from 2011 to 2021. Commercial rental rates have increased for dentists uh, approximately 10%. And the Journal of Dental Economics found that dental practices average marketing expenditure to find new patients has increased 20%. And that is not even including PPOs. So we could argue, or we won't even argue, overhead's going up. Overhead is going up. Costs are going up. And so, yeah, I mean, the, the problem or the challenge uh, with overhead is, is multifactorial. One, one is it's going higher. Right. And it's harder and harder to keep that profit margin. Number two, 
we in dentistry have made overhead overly complex. Right. Way more complex than it has to be. And the outcome of that complexity, I believe, is many dentists, maybe most dentists, don't even track it. No, they don't. Well, dentists have made it complex, but accountants haven't made it easier. <laughs> that's, that's, let's blame them. I like that. <laughs> no, that is, that is for sure. So the complexity is coming from what, what we call them buckets. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit about this later, but what bucket does each expenditure go in, whether it's team compensation or facility or supplies or lab or operating costs and us detail oriented dentists, we get too into the details and we worry so much about, am I putting this expense in the right bucket that we just eventually throw up our hands, wait for our accountant to tell us whether we're doing okay or not and move on. And that uh, that ultimately is not the right way to run a business. We're going to show, we're going to talk today about literally how to calculate your overhead in 60 seconds. And um, it's very, very simple. It does not have to be as confusing as it is. Right. Totally agree. Now I've got two whys. Yes. And I want you to speak to both of these. The first one is if I'm a dentist, listen to this. Why do I even care about my overhead? Okay. So I listen to other pundits in the industry and they say, don't worry what your overhead is. Mm -hmm. Just produce. Just produce. Yeah. What do you say? Well, one, one, yeah, overhead is a percentage of collections, right? Not production, number right. one. So, overhead has zero to do with production. Now, you could say, you could say that, well, your collection is a factor of your production. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but it is a percentage of your collections. And you're right. I, I mean, the, the, we've been talking a lot about this, this push to produce, produce, produce. We like when dentists produce more. Right. But we want them to produce more when they have the gap set up and the foundation and their their profit margin set up to where they're going to benefit from that. So, number one, there's two reasons to really know your overhead. Is one is so you know what day of the month you start making money. Right. If you know when you know your overhead, you know when you cross that dollar line in terms of collections. Right. Now I get to I get to make some money. Right. And the earlier in the month that is the happier we are. Yeah. Right. And I'll, I'll, I'll just piggyback on that. He said it better than you said it better than I would, but like, if you don't know your overhead, you're just outrunning the wolf. Yeah. Every single month. Right. It's like me being your cardiologist going, don't worry what your cholesterol is. We're just going to get you jogging. Right. <laughs> and salads. Right. No bad advice. Right. Come on. Right. And if you're going to transition someday or sell profitability, is huge. I don't care if you sell to a DSO or another private dentist. At the end of the day, the best practices to buy yep. are the profitable ones. You got it. You got you know? it. At the end of the day, every dentist, most dentists are, are realizing like cash flow matters. For I sure. Wanna, every one of us wants to have profit left over to put in our bank account. And what, there's many factors, we call them our gaps, but there's many gaps to where cash leaves the practice. One is overhead. And, and right. we need overhead, right? We need expenses to run our business. But we want to manage it. We want to limit it. We want to make sure that we're spending our money wisely and not um, not on things we don't need. And so the other why, um, one is so that you know what it is, but and when you start to get paid, but you can't decrease it until you know what it is and set up a budget and plan to decrease it. 100%. Otherwise, you're like, to your point, you're just guessing like, oh, what was my right. overhead last month? Oh, that's high. Uh, I don't have a plan for it next month. Right. And we're going to talk <laughs> exactly about that. The other thing, I mean, we could turn this into a two hour podcast is when we've learned this firsthand, when you grow, it sucks 
cash. Right. Like you need more cash. The bigger you are, write this down if you're listening, the bigger you are, the more cash you need on hand. Yep. So you have to have that because you just do. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Now, my second why is this. Why is it so confusing? Yeah. Well, like, that's great. I mean, you've been, you've been coaching Dennis on overhead for a long time and it's always been confusing. Would you agree? 100%. Yeah. And maybe you, the, you just throw the word overhead into a room. Right. Do I put my, my salary in overhead? Is it my associates? Wait a minute. Like I pay myself rent. Does that, right. I mean, it's going to provoke a, a conversation no matter what. And that, and that, it, that you, you explained it perfect. It's a perfect transition. The reason it's so complex is we Dennis worry so much about how to organize it. Mm-hmm. And once we learn what the true definition is and how to calculate it in 60 seconds, we'll realize it doesn't really matter in the end. Right. So all overhead is, is all your expenses minus your doctor salary and benefits. Okay. And so now w- what bucket it goes into. So your overhead is a $1 figure. Mm-hmm. It's X amount of money. And then divided by revenue, it's a percentage. Right. Now, we can break that overhead expense up into team comp, facility, supplies, lab, operating costs, our buckets as we call them. And that is part of our process um, in our money roadmap in terms of setting a budget and setting up a strategy for decreasing it. But if you don't even know what it is, then who cares what bucket it is? Right. You just want to know how much money did I spend to run my business? You take all doctors, associates, all doctor providers out salary and benefits that's your overhead, that mm-hmm. dollar figure, that percentage. And I will show you in a minute how to do that in 60 seconds. But the, ultimately, that's the first step. Just what is that number? Yeah. Just find it out. Just Don't even it. worry about the buckets. Don't worry about all the details. Just figure it out first. Like, what's the number? Okay. And once we do this, you're suggesting like once a month, figure it out. Yeah. In 60 seconds. Right. Just know what your overhead is. Right. And then if don't you have s- your accountant tell you what your overhead <laughs> is. You should know it. And wait, wait, wait. Right. You, you, you said this, and I'm just going to say, you said, these people, they just got to man up. If you're going to own or woman up, like <laughs> I, I, this is not gender specific, <laughs> but if you're going to own a business, you got to do a little bit of math. Like, just come on. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the simplest principles are just are said bluntly, right? We got a man and woman up. Yeah. We, we got to put a pencil to paper. We pull our P and L and I'll show you in 60 seconds. Like if you're going to own a business, you got to do a little math. Yeah. It's not that hard. For sure. We can do it. That's part of, that comes along with the gig that we signed up for. So absolutely. Let's tell them how to calculate over in 60 okay. seconds. Okay. Okay. No, we, you, I'm skipping. Am I jumping? You're ahead? jumping. Hey, you made notes for me. I'm like, you're the one, you're the one who says stick to the plan. So okay, all right, let's all right. stick to the plan. Okay. So, all right. So one of the things we outlined in our yeah. plan was why do you need to know it? You know, yeah. that's number one. Yeah. Uh, actually it's number four on our right, list, but right. why do you need to know it? How much money is needed and how to lower it. So let's talk about that. Right. Well, you know, you need to know it. So, cause you're a business owner and like we said, so you, you want to know when I cross this line, I make money. Yes. And then, you know, you know, we, we advise our doctors to have a, you know, a monthly salary that they want to take. And then they know if I cross overhead, I get paid. When I cross that next line of my salary, now I'm in the, now I'm in the bonus. Right. Right. So now I have extra cash flow to invest, to bonus my team, to, um, you know, make all of our lives just a little bit better, put money away for a rainy day, you know? So knowing these numbers, knowing these gaps, knowing when we've crossed into break even, 
break even just to um, stay afloat, then break even so I get paid. And now what we all hope for is that there's money going in the bank even after all that. Right, right, right. Now I'll add one more piece to that. Your business will eat every dollar, yep. every dollar, if you don't prevent that. Right. You know, you leave money in the checking account and just say, oh, we got plenty yeah. in there. You don't know your overhead. The business will eat it. You got it. You can't, and you can't lower your overhead unless you set a budget. Right. So a budget is planning and our money roadmap is going to walk you through a bunch of questions like, okay, facility and equipment is X percent. We want to lower it. Here are eight or nine or 10 questions or things to think about as you try to predict what your next 12 months um, overhead in that, in that um, facility and equipment bucket. Right. So we need to know it. So when we, we can plan accordingly, we need to know it so we can set a budget and, and lower it. And those are kind of the two big keys. Right. And becoming aware of how this number works. You can't, we say this all the time, you can't cut to grow. Right. So a lot of dentists think lower the overhead. Well, I got to lower wages. I got to buy cheap paper. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to go and get the cheapest supplies mm-hmm. and see fold towels that are at the bottom. You know what I mean? Right. You can't think like that. It's a function of your, your overall profitability. Right. And so knowing what influences those, yeah. because if you're, in the game of caring about people, you're going to need to be able to pay benefits and good wages long-term. So you have to understand how they go up and down. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Overhead is only one function of profitability. So right. we can lower overhead. And what we, what we mean about lowering overhead is get rid of the, of the waste. Right. Get rid of the, you know, the, the stuff you're paying for that you don't even know. Right. Get rid of the, um, you know, a supply budget's one of the easiest ones in that we can set a budget and when you hit that number, we just stop ordering. Right. You know, um, not all overhead, there's fixed, there's variables, our money roadmap gets into that. Right. Um, and you can cut so much on overhead. You're right though. Once you're lean and mean, now we've got to, to increase our profit margin. We've got to increase that, the collections or our revenue, the top end. Okay. top line. And, and so both of them go into that, of that true profitability margin. Totally. So if you're listening here, let's make this real simple as before we get into the how. So according to who you listen to, cause there's stats all over the place, the average overhead in dentistry is about 71 or 72% somewhere in there. Sure. And we're going to teach a model of what? Our, our model looks at like 59%. Yeah. And that sounds you know, maybe undoable to a lot of dentists out there. Right. And um, we're not going to propose that you have got to get to 59. Right. We're going to say, hey, if you feel you need to be a little more profitable and you can calculate your overhead, then let's lower it. Right. If, if you're not actively trying to lower overhead, then I can guarantee you will be able to lower it. 100%. So if you're a dentist, listen. So if I'm average. Yeah. I want you to think about this. I'm 70, I have a 71% overhead. I just did what Barrett said, 60, you know, 60 seconds. I figured out 71%. For every $1 million you collect, think about this. You take your overhead from 71% to 61%. That's a net profit gain of $100,000. Yeah. I would even argue you're going to work fewer days. Right. That's for another podcast. Right. So it is important to know your overhead. And as you listen to this, we're going to take you through it. Every little percent that you make it 
more profitable and lower your overhead, it falls right to the bottom line. You right? got it. Absolutely. So that, you know, it's one of the two ways to <clears throat> increase your profitability, lower your overhead, grow your top line. <clears throat> the way to keep your team well compensated is to watch your overhead. Yeah. Because if you're not, if you're, if you're spending too much money in the other categories, then you can't pay your team as much as you want to, as much as you could, as much as they deserve. So a lot of times when we, we reluctantly don't want to go down the overhead management route because dentists feel like it means we've got to cut staff or we right. have to limit. Actually, it's quite the opposite. The, right. the way to pay them more, incentivize them, is to control all your other costs so that when that added profitability does hit the bottom line, you can use some of it to incentivize your team. Totally. And uh, also putting in systems. So I'm 100%. just going to say, I don't even know you, doctor, or the person who's listening, but if your team compensation is 33%, it's not that you're overpaying people. You could, mm-hmm. it could be. What that screams to me is your practice doesn't collect enough to be able to service right. that payroll level. Right. So in a private practice, or less PPO driven that has great systems in place, yeah. watches their costs, you might have the same payroll as another practice, but your percentage is 33. Right. And the other doctor who is paying the same amount out is at 25 or 24, correct? That's a great point. Your overhead percentages can indicate that your collections aren't where they need to be. Right. You know, right. Um, and so they can be diagnostic as well. So it, the, the moral of the story is though, track it. Right. And then learn and then figure out how to improve it. Okay. Take us through. How do I do this? Okay. Super easy. 60 seconds. You're going to pull your P and L. Okay. Now again, back to the kind of man up, woman up your business owner. Right. You all have QuickBooks. We got to be able to print a P and L. Wait, I, I, I don't call, call my accountant. <laughs> you can, <laughs> and, and they'll get you it, but we we're as business owners. We should be able to print a P and L any day, 100%. any hour, any time we want. So yeah. if you can't do that, talk to your accountant and say, Hey, I, I want your services, but I want to be able to pull financials whenever I want. Let's figure out how to do that. For sure. QuickBooks is super easy to use. So you, you print your P and L. You go to the bottom of the P, that's number one. You have it in front of you. You go to the bottom of the PNL. It's going to say something called expense total. Mm-hmm. It's a big dollar figure. Write that down. Now you go above that and you find out one of your categories or buckets is going to be called doctor salary and benefits. Then there's going to be a total. You're going to take right down that number. You're going to subtract that from your total expenses. Right. That's your overhead. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's super simple. Now everybody always says, okay, so there's a, you might see a few lines in there called appreciation and depreciation, you know. And and that's part of the complexity is that there's no standard way for a P&L. So all a P&L is, is in QuickBooks, you get to organize all these line items of expenditures and you get to organize them and, and dictate which category they go in. And we're, we have a seven bucket model where there's seven buckets where all of your expenditures should fit in. The reason we like that is because it's designed after how a dentist thinks. Okay, right. I bring in money and it goes out in one of these seven ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what's left over is my salary and benefits. Yeah. Sometimes we see, we've seen a lot of P&Ls from lots of our clients and there, there's no standardized way in accounting world to do it. So some will have three buckets and some will have 342. Yeah. And Ultimately, we just got to talk to our accountant and say, hey, 
we got to organize this a little different so I can understand it because all these different categories make no sense to me. Right. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're not taking notes, don't worry, we're taking notes for you. Flip up to the notes. You're going to see there will be a link right to the practice profitability roadmap that we have. You will see all of the categories that we recommend because we want to simplify this as much as possible. We're freaks about making sure you understand your business. What you can do is you can see the explanation for each one of the simple buckets. You also have an overhead tracker. You can download it. It's super simple. Anyone could follow it. So please go down to there and and click it. You're going to see we have them broken up into blue categories, which are fixed expenses. You also have green categories, which are variable, which we don't need to get into too much today, but um, we want it to be as easy as possible. Yeah. So step one is tracking it. We just showed you how to do it in 60 seconds. Step two is um, putting it, organizing it into your own buckets. Use ours if you need a model. Or use whatever model you want, but stick to it. And then three, and then use our budgeting process in the roadmap to say, okay, I'm going to lower my overhead by X percent. I'm going to take it from this bucket, this bucket, this bucket, and work through our questions so you can predict and set up a plan for actually doing it. Yeah. It's in that three steps that you can do it. It's pretty easy to do it. You know, being aware of it is the first step, but if you're actually monitoring on a monthly basis, I guarantee you, your percentages are going down because it's going to stress you out. The first time you look at it, if you haven't looked at it, you'll freak out a little bit. You might even get a little angry. It's going to keep your head in the right space. Right. Here's one more thing I want to add. In life, you go through these cycles. You go through ups and downs. You might be having the greatest quarter ever. I mean, things are amazing. And then the snow hits. Or you get hurt. I mean, you have to have a lower overhead so that you can deal with the weather or, you know, life circumstances, or you have to go to two funerals in a month or whatever. And, you know, you got to be able to, you got to be able to have that breathing room and knowing your overhead in 60 seconds or following this will just make you sleep better. Absolutely. Yeah. And one, one cautionary tale for overhead. And I think that another reason we dentists don't like to track it is. Unfortunately, we like to compare ourselves to others. Yeah. Don't you agree? All the time. Yeah. We dentists and do everything. a lot. I mean, human nature. And, yeah. and what I'm, what I'm going to say, track your overhead and then take a deep breath. Yeah. It's okay. You can improve it. You can work on it. You're not a bad business person. You're not a bad dentist. Give yourself a little grace and just get a little bit better every day. That's yeah. all we're going to advise on, on how to improve your overhead. Yeah. And we're big on better practice, better life. So Look, we'll call it, it's always sexy to grow. It's great to grow. But too many times we talk to dentists that are producing north of $2 million and their overheads are so high, they only have one game. Mm -hmm. It's just to outrun the wolf. And we don't want that to happen. You know, we had a dentist last week here for the Christian Coachman course, and I won't use his whole name because I don't want to embarrass him, but he's been a member of the ACT Dental community for a long time. And his name's Todd and he works three days a week. Three. Yeah. He makes a ton of money. He loves his team, but he's more proud about being a baseball coach than he is a dentist. Right. That's a guy. I mean, it's fun to hear those stories. Yeah. You know, and so knowing what your overhead is, now now you now you control the ship. You know, a lot of us went into owning a business because you could have that freedom. And this is a big part of it. So it's good stuff. Now, let's talk a little bit about anything left on this one. No, we're good there. Okay. 
but you you've got to have the you've got to have the margin to be able to give bonuses yeah. and all of those other things. Also, too, you're going to get into a situation where you might want to upgrade your technology mm-hmm. or your facility or there's so many things coming down. You want to be able to look at these trends and go, that is probably a good move for me right now. And what you need is the financial margin to do that. Let's talk a little bit about the model, <laughs> the seven bucket model. Yeah, Take us seven. through each one of these. And again, you'll see this in the roadmap if you go down to the link and, and download a free copy. So one high level thought is this, when we control our overhead, mm-hmm. when we get that percentage, um, as low as we can reasonably without stifling growth, we don't want you using a bad lab. We don't want you using bad materials. Never. Right. Um, but when we do that, then any additional production slash collections, we reap the increased profit margin based right. on that. So let's say we have a 72% overhead, right? So we have a 28% margin before we even start to get paid. We, that's before taxes and before loan payments and all that. Well, if we go and just produce more, produce more, produce more, that goes with us. Right. So now we're producing more, we're paying even more tax on a pass-through entity and we're getting less of that 28%. Right. Okay, so we're saying, hey, why don't we control the overhead a little bit, even if it's a few percentage points. Now when you go produce more, which is always good, you're gonna take more of that profit margin. 100%. Okay, so now when we get into the model, we have a seven bucket model. Number one is team comp. Yeah, historically, it's always been a 25%. We understand that's getting harder and harder to meet, um, and we've got to get creative. We have facility and equipment, you know, and that's going to be your rent, your utilities, your facility, your property, your you know, janitorial services, all of that. 8% supplies, 5%. That includes drugs. Uh, your lab, 8%. That's lab, that's implants, that's ortho, that's CAD CAM. And then operating uh, operating costs, 9%. This is the one that can kind of get out of hand. So this is the one where you kind of throw right. everything that doesn't fit a different category. Like office supplies, you've got a business office equipment, legal fees, accounting fees, collection costs. I'm reading right off the roadmap. Yeah, for bank charges. <laughs> All of these things. Computer expenses. Yeah. They're typically expenses that are necessary but not related to the dental piece all the time. You got it. Type of a thing. Yeah. The low hanging fruit on improving your overhead is one, set a supply budget. And when you hit that number, just stop spending except for emergency over. And then operating expenses. I can guarantee there's some money going out on a monthly, you know, auto charge your credit card that you don't even know about. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if we mentioned that. I I can't remember if we mentioned the percentage, but talk about the target for team compensation. Yeah, we said 25%. 25%. Uh, that's historically been our recommendation. Yeah, I mean, you just said that, you know, uh, as part of the problem that staff salaries are going up. Yeah. The 25% is getting harder. It, and it just means that we've got to control our costs in other categories and, you know, collect our maximum amount. Again, so th- we're kind of weaving in the gaps method here. For sure. Right? Yeah. So if you don't have... You know, if you're not collecting 100% of your net production, right, your overhead percentages will be worse than they should. Right. So if we're only collecting 95% of our net production, then that's 5% that doesn't get factored into these overheads. Yeah. You said that very well, because if you're a heavily, you know, involved in PPOs, right. Think about this. You're looking at this cost and it stresses you out. 
you're resentful when you look at your wages for labor. Because if you're a $2 million practice and you're doing a lot of PPOs, you need four people at the front. If you have more patients paying your full fee and you're less involved with PPOs, a $3 million practice might have two and a half mm-hmm. or three people up front. You can have fewer people and pay more. The thing that you have to decide is how do you want to look at this? And I'm very partial to this, but I think people look at team compensation as an expense and they get angry. Mm -hmm. And back in the day when they would write checks, we would joke that the dentist pen would bend, you know, when they were signing checks. (laughs) Think better. Like our job here at Act Dental is to help your thinking. Like that shouldn't be an expense. That's an investment. You're investing in human beings. You got to invest in the business. So Barrett, what you're saying is right. The more people pay your full fee and you get compensated your full fee, you collect your full fee. You now can look at that lineup and go, Hey, I I got, you know, wow. I have to, I don't have to see twice as many patients. And we've mentioned this before, but the average practice that's participating with PPOs is writing off 42%. And that is consistent among all of the experts in dentistry. So that's not going to go down. It's going to go up, which will further exacerbate the overhead challenge. Again, back to the gaps. Yeah, it's a, it's an extremely good point. We, we hire and we set up our workforce and our dental practices based on production. Right. But we set our overhead and we pay on collections. So the bigger the gap between the amount you produce and your, the amount you can collect, so the yeah. more write-offs, overhead's going to always be a challenge, right. especially in team comp. Because just as you said, you just need, you need enough bodies and enough people to be able to produce X millions of dollars. Yeah. But if you're writing off 30, 40% of that, then your overhead is going to be artificially high. Always. Yeah. Yeah. And if you listen this far into the podcast, which we're hoping you have, (laughs) you're probably a little angry, a little frustrated right now. I mean, we're here to tell you there is a way out. It's actually wildly predictable. If you sat down and actually did the math once a month, you know, I'm going to recommend that you get a coach, but even if you didn't have a coach, you could say, okay, this is not good. I need to fix this. Nothing stands in your way. You can literally fix this one bucket at a time. Agree? hundred percent. Yeah. Once you start tracking numbers, the decisions that you need to make become very clear and a lot easier to make. Right. Right. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Application is even more power. So, all right. So we talked about the buckets and now let's talk about how do I put this into play? What are some last thoughts? And then what do I do with this spirit? Well, you're going to, you're going to go to our website. We're going to, are we going to post something? We'll put it, probably the easiest thing to do is just, if you're listening to the podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, yeah. it doesn't matter. It'll be one of the first links there. You can click on it. We'll give it to you for free. Perfect. So that's going to be our, uh, act dental roadmap to practice profitability. It's going to walk you through where the money, how the money flows in your dental practice. Right. So it's going to talk to you about write-offs. It's going to talk to you about overhead. It's going to talk to you about cash flow. It's going to talk to you about, uh, it's going to teach you a lot about your financial statements, your PL, your balance sheet. So go there, fast forward to the overhead section. Once you've started tracking, setting up a budget, then start digging into the other portions of this because the more you utilize from this tool, you're going to be a much better business owner. Yeah. So that's the first step. You're going to see step one. And then when you get to step two, this is actually my favorite. It's on page five. You'll see, and you created this, which is so great. Each one of these components, you created a decision tree. So you can analyze each one of them. Like on the team compensation bucket, 
you know, how much over 25% are you? Will you be adding or eliminating positions? Do you feel you're overstaffed or understaffed? Mm -hmm. So when you go through this whole process, it will be able to add a lot of clarity behind the numbers. So it's actually, we designed it to make it as easy as possible. Absolutely. You know, even addressing some of the common mistakes where dentists just throw the associate pay or other doctor expenses in there, right. which further complicates the problem, yep. right? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just, it walks you through it and makes it, it, it simplifies. It doesn't have to be as complex as we've made it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So any last thoughts? Let's, let's round this up. So if I'm a dentist listening, tell me about like any last thoughts you have on the overhead thing. Um, I, I would just say, don't overthink it. Don't beat yourself up. Just start tracking numbers and make small incremental improvements every month and every year. And the long range benefits or outcomes from doing that little bit of behavioral change will pay off dividends for decades. Right. And I'll be super transparent because this is probably one of my least favorite things to do. <laughs> and so you're, if you're listening like me, you're like, I don't want to do I'll tell you, it's one of the least desirable things you'll do but it often lends itself to the biggest stress relief. When yep. you look at it after a couple months and you're like, wow, overhead's going down and we got cash. Right. I'm just telling you, you sleep better. Right. You feel better. You don't run as fast. And it's not always about money, but I'll tell you, just having more room to breathe just makes you a better human being. Absolutely. So overhead is crazy important. And for, for those of you that are younger dentists, if you're going to be practicing for two or three decades, you know, there's nothing better than owning your own business. And I'm guessing that if we revisit costs in overhead yeah. three or four years from now, we're going to find they're going to keep going up. So I don't think the game is ever going to get easier. Right. Student debt's not going to go down reimbursements, you know, PPOs aren't just going to have a reckoning and go, gosh, we feel bad. We've right. really screwed over dentists. Let's start giving them money back. It is what it is. And our job here is to give you great tools so that you can create a better practice and better life and go, no, I love what I'm doing. Right. And I enjoy it by knowing more. So good work today. You too, bud. Yeah. So that was so fun. No. So again, I'll just kind of wrap this up by saying, please download um, the practice profitability roadmap. It is right there. Fill it out. Go through it. If you have any questions, we are here to help you every step of the way. You're going to see more coming down the, the pipeline about the financial gaps yes. as we're totally geeking out on this yes, stuff. We, we love this stuff. <laughs> There's nothing that makes me happier than watching a dentist that's yeah. in the room for to the top study club like Todd, who's working three days a week and they have a better practice, a better life. So if you want to find out more about that, you can see that on our website uh, in the to the top areas. But um, thanks for being here. You too. I'm spitting Thank all you. over the place. Look at that. So <laughs> are excited. So thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. If you enjoyed today, just do us a favor. Hit the share button. Share this with your friends. Keep sending us suggestions for things you guys want to see. You're going to see. We're going to line them up and make it happen so you guys can consume the information, create a better practice and a better life. And until we hear from you next time or we see you next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information 
so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.